We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my friend, my sweetheart, my soul sibling, my seeker of love and truth. I'm so grateful to be sharing some time here with you today on Journey to Center. You know, I'm of the belief that we all have angels and guides on the other side of the veil and can be friends with them, receive their support, assistance, and guidance if we invite it and if we can open our minds and hearts to receive it. Today, I'm here to continue a conversation from last week and talk about a book called An Angel Told Me So, an amazing collection of messages and teachings dictated directly from spiritual teachers and angels from the other side. These messages and teachings were received by Wilma Jean Jones and woven with a universal thread and share timeless wisdom that have the ability to speak directly to all sincere seekers of truth. Additionally, these teachings can help us open our minds to having our own personal relationships and conversations with our spiritual allies. The writer of these mystic musings, Wilma, was a devout Christian and daily reader of her Bible. She was spoken to and advised throughout her life regarding spiritual matters and took dictation from her guides and angels for over 22 years. Her son, Michael McAdams, lovingly organized these collection of messages and teachings where they were recorded in three volumes of the book, An Angel Told Me So. Michael, as a lifelong sincere seeker of truth, has endeavored to reach out with an open mind to all sources available. Though Michael was brought up in the Pentecostal church, he's always felt more spiritual than religious, and communication from the highest possible source has been his goal as he enables his mind to receive information that assists him in helping as many people as possible. So, Michael, thank you for saying yes to a second conversation with us here on Empower Radio today and Journey to Center. Hi, Tammy. Thank you for having me back on your show. Absolutely. So something I was taken by as I read the book and something that I've um, sat with, it seems so important, maybe the most important thing we can do if we want to open to having kind of um, the assistance, guidance, friendship and relationship with our guides and angels is to really be receptive. We have to open ourselves to be able to receive is that something you agree with? And what are your thoughts about that? Yes, it's it's called a willing receptiveness. Mm, yes. And if people can have that willing receptiveness, they have their own thoughts. Every one of us have our own thought system, kind of like a solar system, only it's a thought system. And where we're at at this moment in time is a combination of everything we've ever been through, read, listened to, seen, and that thought system makes up the way we see life, the mm -hmm. way we deal with life. And when you find out that in addition to our own thoughts and ideas and information, that we have help, we have spirit teachers, guides, angels. If you, if you have a faith-based foundation and you look at it from a religious perspective, we have help, we're not alone. And then if you can know that you're not alone, and that you have help in dealing with decisions, choices, uh, anything that you have to deal with on a daily basis, then that gives you an advantage and a sense mm -hmm. of confidence. 
Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't happen all at once, at least in my experience. Um, I had to crack my o- mind open to the possibility before it became like um, something I believed to the core of my being. It's like if someone's there, if, if I have an angel or guide, I had to, it took me a while to settle into this type of um, confidence and comfort and this this deeper relationship. Was that your experience as well? Or did you just naturally have that that connection and that confidence. Life is a journey. Uh, there's a book titled The Urantia Book. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Sponsored by a it. foundation out of uh-huh. Chicago. Urantia is their name for the earth. So it's really the earth book. And in there, there is a line that says that we obtain knowledge, gain experience, and create wisdom. Mm-hmm. Now, some are better than that, at that than others. Mm-hmm. But it is a journey. You obtain knowledge over a period of your life, you gain experience through what you deal with, and you hope to cause that to become wisdom, Mm. create wisdom. Yeah, it doesn't seem like there are any shortcuts, but we can choose to participate with the process more willingly, or we can kind of fight with it, which maybe is part of the first part of the journey for most humans. That's true. And as people learn that they have the help and the guidance support that is available with whatever decision they're dealing with, mm-hmm. situation, uh, opportunity, these spirit guides, spirit teachers, and the messages and teachings that have been presented in an angel told me so will allow people to know that this help is available. It is. And, and that's something that I really enjoyed about reading the book. It's sort of like, Though I got great value from reading it, it also inspired me to continue to have my own conversations after I would put it down at night. And it's okay, I'm listening, I'm available, I'm willing, I'm receptive. And there's there's something there, you know, for me. There's always something there for me if I'm in that receptive posture. And one of the most amazing things to me about these messages and teachings is that people were in this physical plane. We, we ride around in these bodies the way we ride around in our cars. It's just a vessel, a way for us to manipulate, negotiate this physical plane. Mm-hmm. But nobody really knows what's on the other side of this physical plane. There is no death. It's just graduation. Mm-hmm. But not only is this body of material, these messages and teachings proof that a spiritual realm exists outside this physical plane. But here are communications, dictated messages and teachings in the form of, of spiritual messages that were dictated from the spirit teachers and angels who inhabit this spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. And if you ever wondered whether or not a spiritual realm exists, this is proof. Yes. Well, I do believe we're born with veils over our eyes. Uh, I had somebody on that said, well, it'd be like um, if we weren't, it'd be an open book test. This is not an open book test. We've agreed to forget so that we can um, remember. And I've gotten to the place where I'm finally enjoying the journey. And it, it wasn't fun or easy for much of my life, but I finally got to the place again where I'm receptive, I'm relaxed, and I... Um, can believe and receive that I am loved, adored, and guided. And as I've settled into that um, space within myself, my life has certainly become a lot more graceful and a lot more blessed. And for people who are open to reincarnation, 
you're not allowed to remember. You're not yes. allowed to remember anything you've ever done or anything you've ever been, mm-hmm. because that would spoil the opportunity to learn by experience. Exactly. And that's what we do is learn by experience. Hopefully yes. good experiences. <laughs> but if, if you never made mistakes, you'd never really learn. If you well, don't fall just, down, you don't learn how to pick yourself up. And it's by experiencing contrast and maybe what we don't want that we refine what it is that we do want, set those intentions, and then also appreciate it when things are graceful or easy or good. Because otherwise it could just get maybe a little boring. That's true. Now, on uh, on the website, spiritspeaks.com, is a television interview that Wilma Jean gave in Cincinnati. Yes. And posted on that television interview is a sneak peek from Volume 2, a message signed by a spirit teacher. And this was the only time in a session where Wilma was led to sit down and receive that two different spirit teachers moved in in the same session, gave two different messages, and signed two different names. Mm-hmm. Now, all of these messages end with either a, just a beautiful last line or a really deep, heavy paragraph. And the second teacher's message in that, in that session uh, where he gave this follow-up message, this last deep second paragraph was just an amazing paragraph. May I share this with your audience? Yes, please. Is this something that's going to be in your second um, volume? This will be in vol- This is from volume two. Oh, very good. Yes, I was hoping to hear from uh, something from that. So, yes, please, I would love that. And this was just the last paragraph. It was a a long, deep message. But the last paragraph, he says, you are not a sheep herded here and there, but you are likened into the lamb that is cared for individually, nourished and loved until the full and total development allows it to be master of itself. So is man so kept and denied only those things that would not in the long run nourish his spirit. God is all wise and loving in his dispensations. We are not to judge the workings of our Father, nor are we to judge each other. Work always to improve your own beings, for in the end time there lies your soul, with all the nourishment that you have given it, totally dependent upon the outcome of your intentions." And that message was signed, your loving spiritual teacher. Mm. I love that. You know, I really do believe, and I, I would love your thoughts about this, Michael, that we are here to participate with life. We're not sheep that are just being led. We get to participate. We get to enjoy the dance and the journey. And we are so loved. My personal biggest problem was that I didn't really believe that I was worthy and and actually deeply lovable. But as I have um, relaxed into this knowingness, wow, what has come forward and the ways things come forward has been beyond miraculous. I think we need to get out of our own way to be able to participate in life in a way that we know we are guided, we are adored, we are loved, but we aren't just, um, we get to participate. We get some say in this dance. What do you think about that? What are your beliefs? I agree. I agree with you. And people, we are born to so many different social stations, so many different sets of parents. I mean, look at the, look at the children that are born, born to Bill Gates and Steven Spielberg. They'll want for nothing. Granted, they'll have their challenges. But, you know, that kind of money and connections makes life a lot easier. 
And then you've got other children born to alcoholic fathers and drug-addicted mothers. You know, is it just random? Is it just luck of the draw? You've got children born to mothers in Iraq who takes her kids to the market to go shopping and a suicide bomber blows himself up and either takes out the kids or takes out the mother. Now, why was it that they were allowed to be born into that life, you know, for whatever experiences they were going to endure? Mm -hmm. And we are born into a certain life in a certain situation for whatever we will overcome, whatever we will learn, whatever we will have to deal with. These messages and teachings that an angel told me so help everyone to be able to do that and do it on such a personal, a close personal level that these messages and teachings appear to be speaking personally to everyone who reads them. Yes. And you brought this up in our last show, and I'm in complete agreement. The only thing that makes this world make sense to me is that our soul goes on, that we incarnate in different bodies, different times, and we have different experiences that don't make any sense from our limited human perspective. But if we can go higher in our perspective, which I believe is what these teachings do for us, things seem to make a lot more sense. We can relax and really trust the process of life. It's not random. It's not evil. It's not against us. It is for us. And so, Michael, as as somebody who grew up in the church and, and has a religious background, that seems to fly in the face a little bit of what we often hear in, in churches and teachings and maybe with the Bible. So how do you make um, peace with that? How does that make sense from your perspective? I remember when I was young, uh, my past, my uh, um, uncle was a fiery Pentecostal preacher, John mm -hmm. W. Sullivan. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he could move a crowd. And I remember when I was young, as they would talk about heaven, that you would go for all eternity, or you would, you would go to hell as eternal punishment. I just always had a problem with that. I mean, mm -hmm. even before I got involved in all of this. And I, when I owned a, a, a satellite dish company, I had a secretary, an office manager, and she had a son who would get into trouble repeatedly. Even when he was older, he was getting into trouble. She was brought up Baptist. She would, was extremely religious, constantly, or not constantly, but would go to you know, church services on Wednesdays and Sundays. And she wasn't really into all the stuff that I was into, but we had various conversations. And I asked her one time, I said, is there anything that your son could do that would cause you not to want to give him another chance? And she said, no. And I said, well, what makes you think our Father in Heaven loves us any less? Mm -hmm. Are we really going to be sentenced to eternal damnation and punishment for all eternity because we were stupid in this blink of an eye existence that we live? And you've got gangbangers who are shot in Chicago at 15. You've got other people that lived in their 30s, 40s, 50s. Other people lived to be, you know, ripe old ages. Mm -hmm. But it's still just the blink of an eye existence in universe terms yes. that we're here. And, and that's just on this planet let alone any other planets with intelligent civilizations, with other lives and, you know, areas that we could be born into. Right. So, and if you, if you do have eternal bliss, what is there to do? How, you, you know, if you're, if you're not challenged, you don't learn anything. Could be boring. I mean, how long would it take to get bored with heaven? And I don't mean to be sacrilegious, but how long would it take before everything is just, you know, wonderful. And then what? You know, your soul needs to be challenged. 
and you may, you know, we may shed this mortal coil and move on with our soul and our personality, whether we go to an evaluation center and look back on what we've done, mm-hmm. how we could have done better, how we handled various situations. Uh, the messages that an angel told me so are almost like a, a map, a guidebook that carries people through as and deals with what they're dealing with on a daily basis. Mm. I think that's so true. You know, to me, and and I'm not a religious girl, and I didn't really study the Bible very much, but some of the things that come through when I check in, it's like, judge not lest you shall be judged. I think whatever we put out as we reap, we shall sow. And it may not happen in this lifetime. If we judge and if we're if we steal, perhaps we're going to be judged and stolen from in a in a future life. So I feel like that pendulum swings back and forth until we can get to the place of of acceptance and unconditional love and allowing and accepting and just making our relationship with spirit a priority and let everything else take care of itself. That's true. And these spirit teachers know what we're going through. Mm-hmm. And in an angel told me so, there were even a, even a number of instances of prophecy. Now, Wilma Jean first sat down in receiving these messages and teachings in dedicated sessions in August of 1977. And she mm-hmm. had set up an electric typewriter in her kitchen. And she would be led to sit down and receive. And she, would set, she said that she would see three or four words float into her mind. And they would not go away until she typed them. Once she typed those three or four words, they would just fade away and three or four more would show up. And that's how she got these messages. She would, in the beginning, she would receive a message for her and a message for me in each session. And it would take three to four hours. So in August of 1977 was when she first started in these sessions. She had no idea how long these messages and teachings would continue to be received. In March of 1978, she was led to sit down in a session and she received a message that had a line that said, many will be the revelations concerning your book. Mm -hmm. Now this was eight or nine months after she had first started receiving these messages, did not know that they would last for 22 years, had no thought or, or desire to even know she would have enough material to even publish a book. Yet these spirit teachers in March of 1978 were telling her that there would be revelations concerning her book. That's how far into the future they could see. Mm. I love that. And it's, uh, it's very cool that we all have that ability and opportunity to tap into our own personal source of wisdom and truth and light. And that's something that I love about what she teaches. It's like all of us can turn inward and upward and cultivate this relationship with um, God, our higher power, angels, our higher self, however you want to put it. So, Michael, do you have some suggestions how people can start to do this for and within themselves? People need to learn how to quiet their mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're busy. We we have this physical life to deal with. Uh, people, you know, they jump in their car, they turn on the radios, they come home, they get on the computer, their phone, they may flip on the radio, the stereo, or the, or the TV. And not a lot of people are comfortable listening to their own thoughts. Or if you ask, expect an answer. You may not get an answer right that second, 
But if you're dealing with something that you're not sure how to handle, ask and you shall receive. The mm-hmm. Bible says, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be opened unto you. Every one of those three statements require a positive action on our part. If you want to know the answer to something, feel free to ask. The answer may be no or not now. If you seek, you will find. And when the student is ready, a teacher will appear has really been appropriate for me as a sincere seeker of truth. You put out the vibration you want to know, you want to be led, and you will be led to a book, a movie, a, a, a seminar, a speaker, and you will always be led to that next step. Someone will come into your life and direct you <clears throat> for whatever it is that you need to know to move on to the next level. Mm. The breadcrumbs. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry, a knock on the door shall be opened unto you. Reach up there and knock on the door and then step back and let it be opened. Mm-hmm. It's been very effective for me, just following the breadcrumbs and praying. Just, God, make the path you would have me walk for my highest good and the highest good of all concerned be made clear before me. And now I get to relax and enjoy the journey so much. It's like I've let go of that death grip on the steering wheel, and I feel like I'm in the passenger seat, and I get to participate, and I get to observe, and I get to enjoy, but I don't have to be in control, and it's such a relief. And there's many paths that will get you to the same destination. Some are a lot easier than others. Sometimes we take the long way around. Mm-hmm. You end up in the same spot, but God, why did I have to go through all that just to get here? <laughs> <laughs> why, why is it that I had to take the long way around when, as I look back, if I'd have just done this, this, and this, I'd have been here already? <laughs> I've had that conversation. <laughs> that was circuitous. That was a and, lot and of waste re- of time. It's a realization. It, it, it's like it dawns, you know, the light goes off. It, it, it dawns in your mind. It didn't have to be this hard. It, you know, uh-huh. I didn't have to fight it so much. And that's, that's the way it works. And if you have the guidance and support, when you see the information that's coming through in these messages and teachings, you know not only that we're not alone, but they know what we're going through. And their joy is in our recognition of their existence. Mm. And they are here for us. These spirit guides, spirit teachers, in this physical plane, they can't do anything except through us. Right. They, they don't make things happen in the physical world. But they can work through us to make things happen and allow like- us to continue and, and st- it's like stair steps, reaching that next higher level. Yes. I like something I read once about how God and, you know, the guides, the angels are the electricity, but we are the lamps. So we need to plug in. We need to be receptive. We need to participate with the process. We don't need to, but it helps us if we do. And I like something you said. I really believe God's joy is our joy. So as we connect and as we can receive blessings and as we are happy and gracious, um, that brings God and our angels and our guides great joy. That's true. And to differentiate where they are in relation to us on this physical plane, there are a number of messages that Wilma Jean received in all three volumes where the spirit teachers will reference here as where they are at. Mm -hmm. 
And they, they talk about a cadre of spiritual beings here who recognize your desire to know. Now, where is here? There, on, the, um, on the woman's television interview on the website spiritspeaks.com, this first teacher's message from Volume 2, uh, do, we have, do we have time for me to share a, a message from Volume 2? We have about one minute. So if you can right, get it I'll in in a minute, yes. <laughs> the, the next to the last line was the line that was the best line. Okay. And this was a short teaching, a little more than a, a paragraph, really profound. And he says, there are others here who wish to make themselves known to you, so I will step aside for this time. Hmm. Well, my question is, who are the others and where is here? (laughs) Where are you in relation to us on this physical plane? And one of these days we'll find out. (laughs) But for now, we get to enjoy the mystery and enjoy the journey. That's true. So, Michael, can you tell people where they can get a hold of you, get a copy of this book, connect with you, and learn more? Sure. The uh, website is spiritspeaks.com. If you do a search engine, it will be the one that says, Spirit Speaks to the Hungry Soul. Uh, The book is available. The book is titled, An Angel Told Me So. Volume 1 is available now. Volume 2 should be out by the end of this year. Volume 3 next year. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kindle, and Nook. And in a number of bookstores, including Lilydale, New York, which is the world's oldest and largest community of spirit mediums and readers, and Mm. Casadega in Florida, where I was just at two weeks ago doing a book signing. I love that. I didn't know that. That's very, very cool. Well, Michael, I just want to thank you and commend you and acknowledge the work that you've done to birth this book, this information, and to share um, what you've learned, what you know with such generosity and uh, sweetness with me and with our listeners and with the world. So thank you for saying yes to the second conversation and to my friends, to my guests, to my soul siblings, to my spiritual seekers, finders, teachers, and friends. Thank you for allowing Empower Radio to be a part of your day. And I'd love to be in touch with you. Let's be, uh, let's be in touch on Facebook, on Instagram, and uh, you can come to my website, download my free book at TammyBPhD.com and ask any questions. Tell me what you want to talk about and know that you're in my heart, my meditation, my prayers, and I'm sending you blessings of grace, ease, joy, prosperity, peace, and great love. God bless you. Onward and upward. Upward.